Hello, welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. We've got Luke Thompson. Hello. And we've got Rob Fletcher. Hello. It's a kind of Christmas special. As in it's a one podcast we're doing that's nearest to Christmas. Cozy. Yeah. Where's the crackers? Uh, Bridget Cuts. Oh, okay. Uh, so. Billy Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> Moxie out. <laughs> <laughs> so on the podcast this week we're going to uh, talk about the game against Leeds. We're going to do the Fancast Christmas quiz. Yearly tradition. It's the one thing we only turn up for, really. Yeah. We don't like. We don't bother with everything else. I only Just, come for the crackers, for yeah. the hat and the joke. <laughs> um, but firstly, we'll talk about the game against Forest, if we must. Um, on Friday night, Wolves drew one all with Nottingham Forest at Molyneux. Ivan uh, Sandel gave Wolves the lead after 20 minutes, but then a, a late second half goal from Forest. Even the score in a game which Wolves should have really won. Um, do you think? The performance was at least good enough, despite the result, gentlemen. Silence. <laughs> tells you a lot, doesn't it? Really? <laughs> I, think it? I think it was just a very average performance. I mean, I must admit, I didn't miss about 30 minutes of the match. Um, <clears throat> Drinking. No, yeah, pretty much. So, um, I mean, the first half of the second half, I think I completely missed. But from what I did see... It was just very, very, very average. Mm. I mean, I think, does that take us to one winning five at home now? Well, it's the first time we'd scored since the um, kind of start of October. You know, well, end um, of October, mm. with, I think it was Edwards against Middlesbrough. I think, I think sometimes you can forgive if your away form's not too good or it's a mm. bit patchy. But when your home form reads as ours does, I'd... I'd me, genuinely, I just don't think there's any excuse for a team of our stature in this division to have to be so poor at home. Mm. You know, you're never gonna ha- you're never gonna get anywhere with home form that we. I mean, we've only won two at home all season, haven't we? And it's nearly 2016. It's it's poor. It's not good enough. I thought you were trying to say that. It's 2016 people. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> get with the times. Yeah. Win your home games. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so going back to to the performance, again, I just thought it was average. Mm. I don't think we deserve to win the game. I don't think Forrest deserved to win the game. Um, Apart from the goal, I can't remember us getting the keeper's gloves too dirty. The only good chance I can remember was Kevin McDonald's volley, which was absolutely flying into the top corner. But apart from that, you know, what did we create? It was difficult because I watched it on the telly and it was... <laughs> trying to resist the temptation to change the channel and put Coronation Street on or something because it was just it was really mundane I haven't seen us play for a while because I don't go every week anymore and I don't get to watch on the telly and it was just difficult to watch it's just a completely different team from last season it's, it's, I don't know what's going on and like you said there's no excuse for not winning your home games and it's not like the fans are getting on the players backs at all or hounding them after mm. their mistake I mean they were, seeing, they were very loud to tell him that the night could hear him quite clearly until Blackstock scored for them so, it's it's a difficult one, but it was yeah, it was really difficult to watch on television. It almost seemed too easy though to watch in the sense of it was like you say it was just mundane. Wolves seemed in control, but they never seemed to be too out of control that you thought, especially the start of the second half, that Forest were going to score. It was all we almost got to a point. I thought in the second half, where I thought, well, this is just going to grind out to a win. I can just sit here and yeah. relax now. Hmm. I mean, I, th- I think that's the risk that you take though, because even though we're one up and. 
like you said, we, uh, in, a, in a way, we was sort of in control yeah. because Forrest wasn't really threatening too much either. Did Forrest even have a chance in the second half bar the goal? I don't remember them going forward very much. Or we very much played like a high-pressing game. I can't remember off the top of my head. I just, no, all but... I can remember of the game is that, which has been kind of evident all season at home, is that especially in the middle where we always get a Foden and Dicko creating chances, we just can't anymore. We're all we're just sound every time. It's almost like every single away team central defence has got four or five bodies mm. in the middle. We try to go to the wings, and that still doesn't do anything because yeah. you've got no tall players on the pitch yeah. in, unless you can bring Holt on. You know, I, I think it's it's been a bit of a pattern of our play for the last. I don't might maybe, maybe say to be fair, maybe even the whole season. Where we've been in control of the game, sort of possession-wise, and and in the middle of the park. But as soon as we get to the final third, mm. we may as well just misplace the pass for a throw-in or give it back to their mm. fullback for them to then start for us to win the ball back to get to the final third comfortably. But then just be completely devoid of of any mm. ideas. Uh, it's 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 concerning, you know, because. There's no chances being created. That's None the at kind all. of main thing. None at all. And Lafondre did all right, didn't he, in the middle? But it yeah. just wasn't. It's dif- it's difficult in the space yeah. was he to, to actually be a, a striker in vertical. I mean, on his own up front. Well, first of all, he shouldn't be playing one up front at home against Nottingham no. Forest. That's another point. But I mean, the wingers are making the chances. I mean, they, they're bombing down the wings. I mean, Jordan Graham another good game mm. on, uh, on Friday night. One of a few bright sparks from the the match. They get in the ball, but they put the ball in the box and there's nobody there. And the amount of times it came over and there's only Lafondra and Dave Edwards in there. Mm. Dave Edwards is a midfielder, shouldn't really be in the box that much. But you, you've got to start playing two strikers up front because it just doesn't work yeah. and you shouldn't be playing one up front at home against a team that would just blow you in the league. But the Dave Edwards late runs the corridor of uncertainty. He's gone away now. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I actually saw him make a, a run to the far post or the near post to, to tap it in. It's almost like tactics in the sense of... Kind of completely changed mm. yeah. to an unrecognisable team. Which you know, then then do you have to start questioning Jacket? Because for me, Edwards' late runs—they're a natural part of his game. It seems, mm. and is he, is he being told now not to make those mm. run, runs so much? You know, is it is it the way he's being told to play tactically, which is restricting him from from making mm. those late runs into the box? Um, I mean, I thought Edwards did have a poor game on Friday, though. I don't remember him getting involved no. too much, which in turn didn't really help Lafondra, who I didn't think played the best. But <clears throat> I just don't understand what, what's going on with with, with Benick. Mm. You know, he's by a country mile the the best attacking player we've got. At but the he club. hasn't been playing well up until that, yeah, that point. I you, think know, you can argue that he's been yeah, dropped because there is that. But I think even when FLB is playing poorly. He's still better than Lafondra when Lafondra's playing mm. well, which now that might sound a bit harsh on Lafondra, but in my opinion, that, that's just the way mm. it is. You know, Afalbi is, is that much far in front of our other strikers that when he does play poor, it's still better mm. than the other options that we've got, and it's it's a weird one. You know, why remember how been... we were talking about Lafondra being like the greatest kind of third player striker yeah. signing in the summer, yeah. and now it just hasn't. Materials. Um, first goal for Wolsey, Banks Landell. Good header. He wasn't. He scored against Wigan last season, didn't he? No, as in, as in the first goal in the game. Oh, okay. I should paraphrase <laughs> what I mean. The first goal in the. It was his first goal this season. Right. Uh, but, um, first goal in the game for Wolves. It was a good header. I, I yeah. thought, in yeah. general, Ebanks 
Landale played well. I mean, I, th- I think the delivery from Jordan Graham was absolutely mm. sensational. Yeah. I think, I think he, even his corners as well, his corners look quite dangerous. Mm. He put some very, very good balls in, but, you know, um, Landale started a, a job to do and he did it well. Mm. And um, he should have probably scored a, another one in the second half yeah. Yeah. when perhaps Bath, Bath, Bath was fouled. That was a penalty. Yeah. They showed that was a few it? times on Sky. It was a, quite a clear penalty. But again, he, this is a player who everyone was like, oh, here Banks Landale's coming back in, great. And since Roderick, well, I know it's been a couple of day games, but he's done really well. He's almost proving that I am a good enough player and hopefully it will continue. Forrest's equaliser, what happened what, there? I mean, yeah. right, let me let me just get this, this out the air. Are you going to get the Gary Neville tactic board out? No, I'm not, because... There's no tactics to describe this player. But why does Dexter Blackstock always score against us? Yeah, as soon as he came on, I said he scored. He's he won't score again all season. He probably hasn't even scored this season up until he played us. Scored against us at their place last season. I would love and to know that actually. Has he actually scored this season? <laughs> Someone get the boat <laughs> out. Fine, it's going to be true. <laughs> I'd be very. It'd be funny if every single career goal for Dexter Blackstock <laughs> was Wolves. When he turns up to money, right, lads? <laughs> Put your bets on. I just, I just don't get it because he's he's crap. Even Forest fans hate Dexter Blackstock because he's that crap. Um, but it was a, a, a cross in near post. It was actually funny enough. Ebanks Landell yeah, poor defending has lost very, the man. Poor defending. And I think unlucky. Kimi got a very slight hand here, but it was probably too powerful for him to do anything yeah. with it. It was his second of the season. Oh. He scored the winner at Blues back in September. He just oh. loves it in the Midlands, then, doesn't he? <laughs> loves playing against Midlands clubs. It's <laughs> God, he's, he's rubbish. He's so rubbish. But we, going back to the second, the second half, we seemed to have the ball a lot. We we really pressed forward and we just didn't capitalise. That, that was the thing. We had a, a golden opportunity to at least make it. I think at two nil, at fifty minutes, the game would have been done. We'd have just ridden the game out. And Forrest, apart from the disallowed goal in the first half really didn't cause any problems. You felt like in, in the first 20 minutes, they'll probably equalise here in a second, but it never really materialised. I think we could possibly save what we've said tonight and it could fit every other home yeah. game we've played this season. And even if we never turned up for a podcast after a home game, you could just put what me and Rob have said tonight yeah. in... And people wouldn't, wouldn't even know the difference. So like, you know what? There just, was, just some, <laughs> like, the action, yeah, yeah, just some control C, control V's <laughs> yeah, every yeah. time. Easy job for me tonight, lads. There we go. But I just don't see where the change is going to come from. It's been the same for the last five or six home games. It's probably going to be the same for the next five or six. We should home do games. what they do for like FIFA recordings, where you go into a booth and just read out all the teams. <laughs> yeah. You know what I, I so can like do? When like he's like, like imagine, a foul, he's just. Passed it out for a throw, and but they've just got one a foul B. Yeah. So it'll be like a foul B. <laughs> but he's just passed it out for a throw. Or like a just, just record pass. you going. You know what I think of Nottingham Forest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did anyone else play well apart from Greg? I thought Kevin McDowell played. Yeah. Um, yeah well. okay. He had that yeah. little kind of skill run in the first half. Did you want to see that where he kind of nutmegged? Yeah. Forest player. Ooh. It was a little. Uh, it will be on um, Showboat next week. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I would have thought so. Um, and I thought I say Ebanks Landil in general played all right. And and, Kev, and Jack Price as he always does. Yeah. Mm. And that was it. He did well. He was on a yellow card for most of the game as well. Mm. They're going on at Sky. He's going to get sent off in a minute. Yeah. He's going to get sent off. <laughs> no, he's not. He knows what he's doing. Great. Lo- that's the sort of yellow card I like to see. 
What, what a certain, being awarded to Wolves players. I thought you meant like a certain shade of yellow. Oh, <laughs> number 72 yellow. Oh, it was like a bit of that. But, you know, Forrest was breaking. Jack Price saw it, took him out. Yeah. And that's what I like to see. Not as good as his one against Watford last season, oh, no, mind, no, no, no. but it was still good. I thought Scott Goldborn played well as well. It's the best I've seen him play in a while. He looked like a scruff. <laughs> I thought his undershirt game was tidy. It was orange. It matched the kit. And he looked tidy. I'm sorry, but someone who's a style icon like Scott Goldborn should be looking like the hipster of the pitch every yeah, week. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best comment of all time. Oh, it's, it's, I'd like Lindsay levels, that is, isn't it? Warsaw Lindsay. Um, if we won, I know we can speculate, but we would have only been two points off playoffs, depending on what how the results had gone on Saturday, of course. But I don't think there's any point in looking at the playoffs. No. I just think because... Don't get me wrong, we're not that far away from sixth, but then neither are probably another ten teams. Mm. But then the gap to fifth is so much that we're never going to make mm. it. So, no, 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 it's a bit pessimistic, like, but <laughs> I think it's you've just got to be honest. It is a weird thing how tight it is that we could again win two games on the base and we'd be going, oh, we're going to make the playoffs. It, yeah. It's so much like that. You know, football is fine, Marcus, isn't it? I mean, we, we could come back in the new year. Because we've got about four or five matches, haven't we, over, yeah. over the Christmas period? Mm. Win all four, and it's looking completely different. But are oh, we going to win all no, four? We've got yeah. teams, no. <laughs> well, never mind then. But when you look at the teams, like our, our, our last few games: MK Dons, Rotherham, Forest, Leeds, Sheffield Wednesday, Charlton, Reading. Look at this fixture list. <laughs> right, brain knowledge that is. Their brain's like a CFAX uh, page. <laughs> Somebody will tweet in and say, "I never, I didn't get them in order." Guaranteed that. <laughs> But they're very, very winnable matches. Mm. So to come away from MK Dons and Forest at home and Rotherham away with five, five points. points. Yeah. Oh, it's not that bad, really. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so in fairness, Jacket's doing a good job. That's what we're saying from looking well, at the paper. Is it, I, I think, think from those, you'd, you'd want to be looking at maybe seven. Mm. Because I think nine's a bit too much to ask for a team that's mm. got Kenny Jacket in control. But seven, <laughs> I think you'd be looking at two points short of that target but then again it's it makes no odds if we lose the next three does it it's Christmas yeah. everyone's going to get drunk yeah. Doesn't it. Matter. Yeah. we're on the telly so you know we can all just tweet later on can't we yeah. what we think yeah <laughs> Rob I'm going to give you the last word on Forest. what word would you use if it was the last one singular word in the world <laughs> mediocre mediocre yeah. then that's apt yes it's an apt we'll go word that. Okay, middle part of the podcast because we're going to do the fun bit right at the end. We're going to we're going to entice people to keep listening <laughs> unless they're just going to scroll fast forward yeah, on this. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Uh, so we're going to preview the game on Thursday night, everyone. It's Leeds United. Leeds is Leeds. How many have sold? Got to sold about eight thousand now. No idea. Probably sold out. I just think it's weird that it's on a Thursday night. Still, we mentioned this last week, but Thursday night on the telly, it's just. What has the world come to? When was the last time Wolves played a game on a Thursday night? I think I know this one. Well, if you know it, please share the answer. I think it was Leicester away because it was on my birthday about two or three years ago. It was, yeah. with Dean Saunders. Uh, is that when Ebanks played? He scored that good goal in Ebanks play? Mm, yeah. Two one. The I think we lost 2 1, didn't we? Yeah. 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 And I'm Saka, wasn't it? Saka scored the, the Thunderbolt. Oh, was it? Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it was. And Ebanks yeah. could have missed a sitter right at the end mm. to make it 2 all. And you know we also played again on a Thursday night in that same season? When was that? 
Who else were you playing on Thursday night? Cup game, was it? Or? Was. Who was oh. it in the cup? Rob's got the fountain of Thursday night knowledge here. Northampton? So it, it was. was Northampton, yeah. yeah, wasn't it? Rob, we're doing this quick. Is that two points already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a, that was a, a cup game that featured Siggy, Bakari, Frank Nouvelet and Anthony Ford. Wow. Oh, I remember that game. Yeah. Sacco scored yeah, a, a great goal. Yeah. yeah, little tinges of blue in his hair. Oh, the memories. <laughs> Bakary Sacco. So we'll take on Leeds um, at Molyneux on Thursday night. Leeds 18th in the table, 23 points. Undefeated in two. They got a nil-nil draw with Charlton in their last game. Um, what do we think of Leeds United in footballing terms? <laughs> I know they struggle to score away from home. I think yeah. they might have only scored in one of the last five away from home. So... Probably two goals I'll get Thursday. Because if you want to break a record or a bad run, yeah. play Wolf. Exactly. Um, we all remember the game last season at Molly, of course. Mm-hmm. The 4-3 classic, which was mm-hmm. Sky as well. Dave had done for that late header. Everyone went into ruptures. I doubt we're going to be seeing like that again no. Thursday no. night. It's a game that we should be winning. Yeah. But will we? Who knows? No. Mm. You, just, you just don't know. You don't know... What Kenny Jackett's going to think on the day, whether he's going to bring a Barbie back or if he's going to, he might play Grant, Grant Holt up front on his own. Mm. Holtomania. Yeah, you, <laughs> just, you just don't know. It's, but it's a shame, really, because we should be going into games like Leeds, you know, with, with the form they're in, especially away from home, thinking, yeah, three points today. We should be looking at the table saying, yeah, if we beat Leeds, we can go up to like third or fourth. Mm. And we're not, but, you know, if we beat Leeds, where do we go? 11th or something. Yeah, something like that. Mm. Temporarily as well, probably. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then, yeah. And then come Saturday, the dizzy heights of ten. <laughs> come Saturday, we'll be back down in fourteenth, and on Sky Sports, it'll have that red line next to us because we haven't moved anywhere. It's just—it's really depressing. Steve Evans has done an okay job, hasn't he, so far coming back in? There was—I I mentioned before the podcast. There was something on BBC Sport gossip this morning talking about how. He, he might be leaving again already because Chile, is it Chilino? Is that how you say it? Has already been in the dressing room twice at half time. The players. Why did he take the job? That's just a nightmare. Uh, what would you do team wise Saturday? What team would you pick? I'd go for two up top. Yeah. Um. Might play Holt. You know. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, you see his kind of game. He's alone. Why not play yeah. him? <laughs> when, when we got until a couple of weeks' time? Uh, yeah, start of January. I yeah, think. yeah. It'd be his kind of game against Leeds. He likes the fight. Yeah, yeah. He's a northern lad, isn't he? So he'll be up for it. So stick him in a phobia up front and we'll have a yeah. bit of fun. Little, bit of little and large. Yeah, little why not? Combo there. Yeah. <laughs> Was that, would that be the only change you make then? Kind of put a phobia back in? Yeah. Say, yeah. okay, you've been out in the wilderness, lad. Come <clears> back <throat> in, score some goals, get your move in January. Give some goals before yeah. that. I think Graham's making that position his own. Yeah. Oh, well, absolutely. Ojo and Byrne into the wilderness now. Yeah. You kind of forget they're there. <laughs> you, actually, <laughs> you actually do. Even when they're playing, you forgot they were there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, He's already a first, a, a first name on the team sheet, Jordan Graham, after, what, two, three games? Mm. Mm. I mean, he's already... Hasn't he equaled James Henry's assists for the season? Already, I don't know. I believe they've got three apiece. That's a cracking stat if, mm. if it's true. That better be true. Oh, oh no, <laughs> it, it is. I'm, I'm adamant it is. Um, I just think, yeah, I think I think what Rob said, you've got to go up to up top mm. at home. Who did you drop from midfield, Edwards? Yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. playing number 10 then? 
And, the, and, the, and, there's the, and there's the problem we've got this season. But why do you have 10. to? You don't have to play a number ten because that's what modern football teams <laughs> do. No, just, it's all about the four-two-three-one. No one else plays any other formation. It's ridiculous. I would play four-two-two-two. Two, two. I'd play three-five-two. I'd play two-four-three-one. <laughs> I'd play six-four-zero. <laughs> Flykeeper. Yeah. <laughs> It's just mad. You don't have to play a number 10. There's nothing wrong with playing two strikers next to each other. No. If you've got two wingers that can produce magic. Exactly. Like, to be fair, Jordan Graham can. Mm. James Henry. Mm. It'd be quite funny if Jordan Graham could literally do magic tricks. Because mm. he could like use Dynamo. Dazzle the opponents. Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drimble, stop there. Yeah. But this guy. <laughs> <laughs> the referee goes. Stop it, I'm going to book you. What do you mean, with these yellow cards? <laughs> right, I'm sending you off well. Where's the red card? Oh, he's not there. Go what? to the dressing room, in your pocket. Then <laughs> yeah. the ref just comes out the tunnel. And what's on the back card? It's your signature. <laughs> See, we have fun on the Christmas podcast. It might be all mediocre gloom, but we can find something. Oh, God. So, yeah. So, Thursday night, it's on Sky. It's part of this Sky Sports Wolves season we've got going on. Um, let's just get to the fun bit, shall we, of the quiz. Let's do predictions for Thursday night. Uh, Rob, what you've got telling you right now on Monday night of recording? Wolves versus Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. 1-0 a phobie. Ooh, 1-0 a phobie. Luke Thompson, got telling you right now. 5-1 Wolves. <laughs> Genuine. And Steve Evans to be sacked on the 80th minute. <laughs> Live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Live. Like the Paddy Pear advert when the new manager just comes from out the floor. <laughs> I've been quite impressed with you had some kind of... <laughs> managerial <laughs> trapdoor. Trapdoor, yeah. Um, you so put it on the wrong bench, Jez. <laughs> I, I, I was surprised. You... It's going to be a mediocre evening, isn't it? I think yeah. that's the... That's a mm-hmm. typical season. So what are you going to for? So it's 5-1 on your genuine prediction? Yeah, 5-1. Five, 5-1, one. Five, one. why not? Why not? Put a little bet on it. Yeah. Put a penny on it, see what you get. <laughs> um, I don't, I'm just going to go for a nil-nil. <laughs> I just think it's one of those... It's, it's Thursday, we're going to be like, right, Thursday night, it's a bit different. Let's put telly on. A bit of Europa League wolves, come on. And then half an hour you're going to be like... I'll just... What's this on the phone? Yeah. Oh, well, look at this. Start wrapping presents. Just start randomly mm. liking Instagram posts for no reason. I'll give you a like. Go on. <laughs> have one. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, what about a special mention? Let's have a special mention. Raju Van La Parra? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Van La Parra yeah. scored for Brighton um, at the weekend in their two-all draw against Derby. Everyone was slagging him off, weren't they? Well, they still are. Look at him now. You Top know, of the table. When that bandwagon's in some people, it's got to get on it, haven't <laughs> so uh, missing him at the minute the world's greatest touchman massively I don't know but we've got Jordan Graham it doesn't really matter does it yeah but James Henry's playing at the minute is he yeah I think he's so James he, he should be called in footballing terms James Average Henry no he's so average he is by far our most consistent player this season and don't say because he gives this in the average. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so seven out of ten every week. Yeah, he's Sometimes like Kev- a six. He's like the Kevin Foley of years gone by. Yeah. Just always consistent. If you were going to give player of the season right now based on the whole season, you would have to give it to James Henry. 
You wouldn't have to. Well, by the laws of... <laughs> if he ends it now. <laughs> no, I'd give it to... Jordan Gray. Yeah. So man. here's your... Where's my award gun? Ah, well, if you go over there. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Leeds on Thursday night. It'll be interesting, won't it? Right, so the final part of the podcast, it's a fancast Christmas quiz. We've got no name for it. So is there any suggestions this year, gentlemen? Names, fancast Christmas quiz. Yeah, why not? <laughs> the mediocre meeting of minds. Yes, yes, yes. yes. there we go. That's the mediocre good. meeting of minds. <laughs> so it's uh, it's Luke versus Rob on the quiz. Yeah, you know, have like a stare down just to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's like challenge, it's like challenge ant. Almost years ago, we got a dumps cap for the end. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so we've got ten questions on Wolves. Uh, now, do you remember last year, our good friend Jack Price introduced the quiz? Well, this year... We've got nobody. We've got no one. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody budget cuts, man. Yeah. <laughs> so we have got no one this year. Um, oh, well. We'll, uh, we'll get there eventually. So, question one, gentlemen. Building tension for no reason here. <laughs> and hopefully if I've got this right... Question one is from Wolves defender, Courtney Horse. How many Courtney Horses would it take to reach the height of the Empire State Building? Apart from some screaming in the background there. <laughs> that question was, how many Courtney Horses would it take to reach the height of the Empire State Building? So if you Courtney Horses had duplicated himself and stacked himself up. And for those nerds out there, we're looking for the tip of the uh, Empire State Building. Is it A, 210, B, 231, or C, 270. And please play along at home. Use uh, hashtag fancastquiz and tell us genuinely without cheating how you got in this quiz as well. It's Luke versus Rob. So A, B, or C. A, 210. B, 231. C, 220. Courtney Horses to reach the tip of the Empire State Building. Luke, I'm going to come to you first. I've got no idea. Well, okay, you've got four. three choices. So The Empire State Building. Courtney Horses, about six foot three. <laughs> do the maths let's get a diagram out here's my little Courtney horse here's my scale model Empire State Building B B Rob what are you going to go for I was going to go for B so I'm not sure so I always go down the middle you, you are allowed to go for the same answer I'll go for the same then yeah it is B 231 so a point each there right so question two uh, what is there more of strands of hair on the average male beard or seats at Molyneux. So which one has more? Hang on, give me like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Strands of hair on the average male beard or seats at Molyneux. So that is the multiple choice. You're either going for beard or Molyneux as your answers. Is that including corporate seating in the boxes? It's, it, it's according to the official capacity of Molyneux. <laughs> so, That's up in the air now. Yeah. <laughs> so question two. I've really gone crazy on the quiz questions this year. Rob, I'm going to go come to you first for this one. I'm going to go Beard. going to go for Beard. Luke, what are you going to go for? I'll say Molyneux. Yeah, Molyneux. The answer is Molyneux. Mm. Uh, 15,000 strands of hair on the average male beard. Um, 31,900, I believe, oh, uh, uh, Molyneux. There we go. So, question number three. Got any more players asking questions? It so happens, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I've got more players asking questions. Talking about beards, we've got the guy who introduced the quiz last year, Jack Price. 
with the next question on the Fancast quiz. Molyneux's capacity is 31,700, but how many Molyneux would you fit inside the new camp? Jack Price's question there, Molyneux's capacity is 31,700, but how many Molyneux would you fit inside the new camp? Is it A, 3, B, 3.5, C, 4 and a quarter? So we're looking for how many Molyneux... Are we going by, like, volume... Cubic meter. No, we we'll go. We'll talk, okay, we're talking <laughs> seats wise. Oh, okay. Seats wise. Okay. So, Molyneux thirty one thousand seven hundred. According to the official capacity of Newcamp, how many Molyneux would you fit inside Newcamp? Is it A three, B three and a half, C four and a quarter? Uh, play along at home. Hashtag Fancast Quiz uh, at, at WWFC Fancast. We'll post your answers on a, our Facebook page, which is Wolves Fancast. Uh, tell us how you got on genuinely without cheating. Um, <laughs> Ten, amazing. Google, this is great. Uh, right, so Luke, I'm going to come to you first. A, B, or C? Three, three and a half, four and a quarter. I've got a feeling. Got a feeling here. I've got a feeling. Three if and I know a half, my new camp quite well, I want to say three. You're going to say three. Rob Fletcher, what are you I going to go for? I think it's three and a half. Three and a half. The answer, gentlemen, and you might be disappointed by this. It's actually three. So Luke gets it. Is it about 97,000 at the new camp? It's about 96 from what oh, the internet told me. Oh, okay. I thought it was 100, yeah. but I think I saw a story there looking to expand to like 105 mm. in the new plans. So uh, we all got that wrong in, in terms of the new camp. <laughs> uh, so that's that one. Uh, question number four. Now, for question number four, this is based on my calculations. So don't nerd to keep up with Actually, Dave, you're fine with the answer. <laughs> so this is based on my calculations. Right, question number four. So based on the value of when they were bought, how much is the current first team squad worth, including players who have actually out on loan at Wolves, right? Jeez. So based on their value when they were bought, how much is the current first team squad worth, including those out on loan? Is it A, 6 million, B, 7.6 million, or C, 8.4 million? So how much is the first team squad worth based on how much they were bought, including those who have gone out on loan? Uh, 6 million. 7.6 million or 8.4 million? Question four on the Fancast Christmas quiz, which is probably going to be the most interesting part of this podcast <laughs> now because everyone's deep in thought. I wish we had a, a, a webcam here because the serious faces <laughs> on Rob and Luke is uh, more than we've ever had on these podcasts. Uh, Rob, I'm going to come to you. He's been doing his math on this one. No, I haven't. Um, I'll go for the top amount 8.4 million. Yeah. Luke Thompson, what are you going to go for? See, I was going to say C, because we haven't had a C yet, have we? But okay. what was the fingers again? 6, 7.6, They're quite close on last two, actually. Oh, my ruddy swine, aren't I? I thought, no, <laughs> these fingers close. Really tries to trick you out. So, um, Luke, I'm going to push you for an answer on this one. Um, See, Rob's gone for... 8, eight um, whatever it was. 6 million? 8 point. Purely because we've got... Oh, you've gone for... 8 point, whatever Oh, you've got about 8 point yeah, 4, that's yeah. C, right? Eight we've got point quite four. a lot of homegrown players, I want to say 6. I'm going to say 6. The answer, gentlemen, was 7.6. Oh, Based on my calculations, <laughs> answer might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Terms wrong. and conditions apply. <laughs> well, we're going to go to... <laughs> Get so many tweets. Actually, you didn't include this player. This player was a free, but we had to pay a compensation fee for him. Uh, so, question number five is from uh, a player that we all see back in the Wolf Squad, Wolf Striker Benny McClough. <laughs> yeah. Wolf Striker Benny 
Phobie. If you placed the name Benicophobie in a game of Scrabble, how many points would his tower be worth? So if That's you... a good question. So, thank you. Redeemed. <laughs> so if you put Benicophobie on a Scrabble board, how much in total would those tiles be worth? And I need to point out for the Scrabble nerds out there, we're talking about a plain Scrabble board, no double words, <laughs> no triple letter scoring. Oh, no. If you put Benicophobie in it, uh, and I'm going to give you the multiple choice answers. You don't need it. You know Scrabble like the back of your hand. So the multiple choice answers are A, 17, B, 19, C, 21. So if you put Benicophobie, that name, and I know as well you can't use names in Scrabble, but we're just having fun here, it's Christmas. Um, how many points will these tiles be worth? Um, Luke, I think it's your turn here. Um, A, 17, B, 19, C, 21. Uh, I calculated 24. Right. <laughs> <laughs> By that logic, I'm going to have to go with 21. 21. Yeah, I did 21 or 22. 21. 21. 21. The answer 20. is 21. So, well done, gentlemen. Luke currently is a 4 2 lead on the old point scoring. And Easy. <laughs> right, question number six. Ready for this one? Yes. What came first? Take that single, Bat for Good, or Jordan Graham? <laughs> So who arrived into the world first? Take that single back for good or Jordan Graham? I'm going to give you a little hint here. Both were in the year 1995. God. So it happened in the same year, but what in the year, what actually came out first? The birth of Jordan Graham or take that single back for good? Hashtag fancast quiz. At WWFC fancast, please send us your answers in or send us your results out of 10. There are 10 questions here. Luke leads 4-2. What came first, Rob? Take that, Bat for Good or Jordan Graham? Jordan Dynamo Graham. Jordan Dynamo Graham. Luke Thompson. What came first? First, yeah. Um, I'm sure Bat for Good was released in November '95. <laughs> 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 it was number one for three weeks. Um, so yeah, Jordan Graham. Jordan came Graham. First. The answer, gentlemen, was take that single. <sighs> And if I remember looking at the internet, only by a gap of three weeks was the single ahead wow. of Jordan Graham. Yeah. So, uh, so was that number one when he was born? Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go that far. <laughs> I didn't go that far. Right. Okay. So the next question, we'll go off players now. Um, we're going to go to somebody's voice that you know quite well at Molyneux, Mr. Jason Forrest, and he's got the next question on a fancast quiz. Who did Kenny Jackett make his professional debut against in 1980? So, um, who did Kenny Jackett make his professional debut against in 1980? Was it A, Sunderland, B, Everton, C, Plymouth? So, who did he make his professional uh, debut against in 1980? Was it A, Sunderland, B, Everton, C, Plymouth. And that smile on Luke Thompson's face says, this is the best quiz I've ever done in my life. <laughs> it's good now, because I'm trying to figure out, because Plymouth is so random okay. compared to Sunderland and Everton. But then, would you throw the red herring in there because, <laughs> because it's a red herring? Or yeah. would you throw the red herring in there I think because we'd think it was a red herring? I think you're looking since too much <laughs> for a podcast quiz. <laughs> Who was it first? I don't remember anymore. I've lost count. Rob, I'll come to you again. Okay. Um, a, B or C? Sunderland, Everton, Plymouth. Everton. Everton, B. Luke Thompson. 
I want to make it exciting. Yeah. So I'm not going to say the same as Rob. Ooh. Probably because he's wrong. Sunderland. Sunderland. In a 2-0 win. Will I do scores? In which jacket got an assist and a yellow card. Oh. <laughs> well, the answer isn't <laughs> isn't the scoreline, but he did make, he came on as a sub. Didn't get an assist, as far as I'm aware. But it was Rob. Sunderland. Oh, <laughs> there. So, um, Rob, you need to basically get these last three and for Luke not to get them to draw. And I don't have a, a tiebreaker, so I'd have to make some What, what was the thinking behind putting Plymouth in there? Um, but geographically, I had two quite northern teams and I thought I'd put quite a random southern team in there. Like you said, the red herring. It could be Plymouth, yeah. but is it really? I don't know. So question eight, which is a question... That was in the Wolves program earlier this season, and I know you two boys read the Wolves program quite you know, religiously, religiously, yeah. so you know the answer to this one. But it's a question I actually asked Ethan Ebanks Landell. So let's see if you can guess what he said. Which Pokemon did Ethan Ebanks Landell choose in Pokemon Red or Blue as his first Pokemon? Who did you choose? Was it A. Bulbasaur, B. Charmander, or C. Squirtle? Who did Ethan Eban Clendell choose as his first Pokemon in red or blue? I was a, a red fan. Um, I Luke, was red. You were red, Luke? I didn't play Pokemon. Oh, we're missing out. Um, well, I was actually going to say Charizard. Charizard, yeah. Um, but he, that's an evolved version of Charmander. So, wouldn't, But I do like the name Squirtle. Yeah. Is this, is this like a whole new thing for you, these names? If I... Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but... I want to say Charmander. You want to say Charmander? Because it sounds like Chandler. I used to watch quite a lot of Friends. Chandler Bing, Charmander. <laughs> no, Charmander. Charmander. You go for Charmander, yes. Rob. See, I was going to go for that. But the interest of making yeah, it interesting and yeah. having any kind of chance to get the point. Uh, I would go <clears throat> for what I went for and say Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur. I was a Bulbasaur. Mm-hmm. It's a solid choice, Bulbasaur was. I always found that Charmander was a hipster's choice. <laughs> And Squirtle, yeah, you could you could do it, but Bulbasaur was just the safe choice, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, in fact, Ethan E. Banks-Landell was a hipster. He went for Charmander. So uh, that's a point there for Luke. It looks like Luke's won the quiz. But we've got two more questions. Yeah. So we've got to finish off the Double quiz. Double points. Double quiz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so question nine, penultimate question. Wolves have never won a game of football on the 23rd of December since... From records I could find since 1950. <laughs> That's maybe wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so Wolves have never won a game on the 23rd of December since 1950. True or false? Two simple answers. 50-50. Like the game on BBC One. Remember that? <laughs> and the song by Lamar. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Another famous 50-50. And the lifeline of be a millionaire. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Another famous 50-50. And the possession before kick-off of every single game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who else can name famous 50-50s? Um, Luke. Um, I know, Rob, start with you. Uh, true or false? False. Oh, okay. false. For false. True. True. The answer. It is false. Um, we won once, which was against Sheffield Wednesday in 2000. We always beat Sheffield Wednesday, though. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> okay. So, final, final question. We should do this one. Double points. 
double points. So and if, then because if, if Rob gets it right, it's a tie. Then we can have a tie break. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. The uh, final final question. If I can find the file, because it is another Wolves player, and it's the one that Luke Thompson thinks has been quite average this season. Mr. James Henry has quite arguably has the best question I think I've ever written in a fancast <laughs> quiz. I'm sure when he was asked to read this question now, he thought, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> All right? So, Mr. James Henry, with the final fancast quiz question. Which player does James Henry think would be the worst contestant on Supermarket Sweep out of the first team, boys? So, which player does James Henry think would be the worst contestant on Supermarket Sweep out of the first team squad? Is it A, Connor Cody, B... Aaron McCary or C Nuadico, who would be, in James Henry's eyes, the worst contestant on Supermarket Sweep? Connor Cody, Aaron McCary, or Nuadico? For listeners who live abroad who may have never seen Supermarket Sweep before, Rob, could you describe what the game is all about? <laughs> well, where do you start, really? It's an, <laughs> it's an absolute masterpiece of television programming. You basically get loose, let loose with a trolley in a superstore and grab whatever you want. Whoever gets the most gets to go on to the final round. So they answer three questions, go around, find the clues. Whoever wins, whoever finds the clues in time, wins five thousand pound. Yeah, that's, God, that's a quite like a that. back in the day. That yeah. that's a quite good description as well. <laughs> and there's also inflatable bonuses as well. Mm. There is inflatable bonuses. Yeah, it's important. And, and the pick and mix, you get a pick bit of extra money. Yeah. And the tins. Back in the tins. Yeah. yeah. You get the yeah. colour code. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Great game this was. Um, so, what was Dal Winton's catchphrase as well, Annie? Um, every time you hear the beep, don't forget you're on a supermarket yeah, sweep. Yeah. Next time you hit the check it and you hear the beep. Wasn't the thing treating quite catchy as well? And it's like, check it out. I'd love to see the Wolves players in those qu- in those really bright jumpers at the end. They're about four sizes too big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, gentlemen, last question on the quiz. It's double or nothing, and then I have to think of a uh, a tiebreaker if someone if, if Rob gets his right and he doesn't. <laughs> Connor Cody, Aaron McCary, Nuadico, Luke. What well, are you going to go for? Um, I think the worst one would be because he seems to get a lot of stick from Wolves players whenever they do these sort of questions. Mm. So I'm going to say Aaron McCary. Aaron McCary. Rob, what are you going to go for? Well, that would have been my choice, but let's go with... Let's go with Connor Cody. Well, the answer for Double or Nothing (laughs) in this final fancast quiz question. Thank you very much for playing at home, um, if you have been, or if you've just turned this off already, (laughs) and I'm just talking to myself. It looks like we're going to have quite a tenuous few extra minutes, because Luke... You were completely right. <laughs> it's Aaron McCary was the answer. And Luke wins the, uh, the, the Fancast Christmas Quiz 2015 by seven points to three, if my maths are right there. Good game. There we go. What I was going to do, because I thought it might be just two of us, was get a piece of paper each and you have to write your answers down and you have to swap it over like you're at school oh, yeah. and mark each other's answers. <laughs> well, we do that. That's a quiz. Um, Luke, your prize is the satisfaction of knowing that you won. No, that's fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. I mean, I think. Who would you like to thank? For um, I mean, I'd like to thank Luke Regan for not turning up because I've been on his team for a couple of quizzes now and we always seem to lose. Yeah. Um, and I, I'd just like to thank um, my primary school teachers for, for giving me this wonderful brand that I now possess. Fantastic. Any words of um, <laughs> wisdom, Rob, to Luke? 
fix. Yeah, fix. There we go. Like last year. I lost last year. <laughs> I haven't won one of these. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's it. That's where we'll leave this week's podcast and our kind of Christmas special. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a new website or web solution, check them out at operacreative.com. Follow us on Twitter at WWFC Fancast. Facebook, which is Wolves Fancast. Email us, Wolves Fancast. Wolves Football Fancast at gmail.com. And check out our website at wolvesfancast.com. Now, unless anything monumentous happens over Christmas, uh, we're not now planning to do a podcast until the new year, which will be post-Brighton. Um, so we just enjoy all the Wolves games on telly. Really. Um, and if you really want to do a podcast, then give us some money. That's all we're going to say. Pay us to do this. <laughs> um, so that's it. So thank you very much for listening. Um, have a great Christmas. It's a uh, bye from Rob. Have a good Christmas and New Year, folks. Bye from Luke. Yeah. Merry Christmas everybody and a happy and prosperous new year. Oh that's very nice. <laughs> and it's worth me having a great Christmas and a great new year. See you in twenty sixteen. <laughs>